When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tonight, Movie Wars. Whoa. <laughs> With Netflix promising a new film every week. Movies that you can't stop talking about. And other stars sending their work straight to streaming. We are going back to America. Will theaters be a thing of the past? Then get ready for the year of Michael B. Jordan. It's coming. New romance, new roles, how he's changing Hollywood. We wanted to kind of really push it to the limit. Plus, only we're on the set of Denzel Washington's new thriller turned family affair. I work with my daughter for the first time. That was a trip. That was a trip. And a night of TV premieres. We're with the stars back at work. E.T. starts right now. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on Martin Luther King Day. And, you know, one great way to honor his legacy is rewatch David Oyelowo's incredible performance as Dr. King in Selma. It is streaming right now. Yes, it is. He should have gotten an Oscar nomination yes. for that one. We've got more on it coming up. But you know, streaming is having a major effect on the future of movies with blockbusters going straight to digital. So here's the big question. Will people return to theaters? Hello, world. Gal Gadot is here. And Uncle Handsome. Whoa. <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Halle Berry. Netflix rocked the movie world, dropping this star-studded trailer, previewing its 2021 slate of 71 films. That, just weeks after Warner Brothers announced it will release all of its new 2021 movies, including The Matrix 4, simultaneously on HBO Max and theaters. It's very ambitious. Eddie Murphy is also getting in on the new trend. We are going back to America. Coming to America 2 is skipping theaters and going straight to streaming on Amazon Prime. It's an understandable shift with more than half of theaters closed right now. But is the theater business in jeopardy? No Time to Die, the next James Bond film is opening on April 2nd. Fingers crossed. That's sort of expected to be the first big blockbuster that, assuming things are even remotely okay, will signal to what extent people are willing to come back for a movie that they very much want to see. Here we are. Tom Cruise, who has Top Gun Maverick and MI7 out this year, highlighted the movie-going experience last year, and a lot of moviegoers can't wait to go back. I do miss sitting in the theater, watching a story unfold on a big screen. My wife Cheryl and I, that's been our date for, you know, since we were in high school. So we miss that a lot. It's a bonding experience to have a story that's shared. I'm a big movie consumer. My dirty little secret is that I, I bring my own popcorn. What are you doing to make people feel safe and want to come back to theaters? Every morning, first thing we do is we come, we spray every seat with a device that actually kills the COVID germs. In between the shows, we come and wipe down every seat as well. So the entire place is cleaned. This is as clean of an environment you're gonna get anywhere. Right now, streaming has, quite frankly, an unfair advantage. Until the world recovers, we still don't know whether the current migration from theatrical to streaming is a permanent change in behavior or a temporary adjustment to the times in which we live. I don't think theatrical is really going anywhere. 
because when you want to watch that amazing movie you want to get your popcorn you want to sit with people people are going to want to go to the movies most movies were meant to be seen in a theater. I miss it so much. And I, 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 I just really want the popcorn. Do. Oh, it, I know you do. You bring me the popcorn. <laughs> but we got to get back to the movies. Well, speaking of blockbusters, Michael B. Jordan starred in one of the biggest superhero movies of all time, Black Panther. And Michael has super plans for this year as well. I'm really driven. People that know me know I'm like very like locked in and focused on my work and career. But the first order of business for Jordan in 2021, going Instagram official with the new lady in his life, Steve Harvey's 24-year-old daughter, Lori Harvey. They each posted these intimate snapshots after romance rumors had been swirling since November. A source tells ET the two have been dating for months after being friends for years. They've already met each other's families and are, quote, really into each other. Michael has been ready for a serious relationship for a while. Let's get it. Are we low pro for Creed 3? Have we gone back to, are we, are we, oh, got the low this, haircut? Is this, are, I love how you really pay attention to the haircuts and you <laughs> associate them with the roles. No, this is just me. It's coming. Oh, Creed 3 is coming, all right. It begins filming later this year. Michael will both star in and make his directorial debut. And knowing Michael, expect him to level up on his own insane Creed 2 physique. I thought when I saw Killmonger, like, it can't get better now. <laughs> then you come out and I'm like, who is that muscle? Like, what happened? I think I just grew up. Creed, the first transformation, that was one. Killmonger was five years later. I'm older, my body's like, you know, reacting differently to working out. Wanted to kind of really push it to the limit. The 33-year-old is also using his power and influence to change the Hollywood industry. I've dedicated my production coming to an inclusion writer. But it has to go beyond that. I want us to invest in black staff. I use my power to demand diversity. Black content led by black executives. Jordan announced his production company, Outlier Society, is building a new universe centered around black superheroes. In a statement to E.T., Jordan says, quote, our community deserves that. Star Wars star John Boyega is already campaigning for a role. How important is it that Michael B. Jordan is doing black superheroes? I've, I've actually uh, been in talks with members of his team. I think him making this move is dope. He is a, um, a comic book fan as well. Um, so I think that he's going to do a very good job of it. My man's doing big things. Now, we also have Michael's collab with Denzel Washington to look forward to. He's going to star. Denzel will direct in the drama A Journal for Jordan. I love those two working together. Me too. I can't wait. Mm, mm, mm. Um, by the way, let's stick to Denzel because he's about to team up with fellow Oscar winners Robbie Malik mm -hmm. and Jared Leto for the ultimate psychological thriller. I'm here for it, and we're taking you behind the scenes. Denzel is one of the titans. To go toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe and uh, just once in a lifetime. I wanted to pick his brain about everything. Somebody's got some homework to do. 30 years ago, I was the young guy with the Gene Hackman or, or, or whoever, and now I'm, I'm that guy watching the young guys. Nothing but high praise among three Oscar winners as E.T. got an exclusive look at the set of their new psychological thriller, The Little Things, in theaters and streaming on HBO Max on January 29th. They must really like my car. How's the trunk space? Murder sets it in, in motion. Denzel plays a detective hunting down a killer. And how did he research for the role? The first 48 hours. I watched that show over and over and over. I'm a fan of the show. Denzel teams up with Rami Malek to solve the crime. Jared Leto plays their prime suspect. It's a fun character to play because there are no rules. How's the trunk space? 
grew to like him quite a bit. It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. It doesn't have your typical Hollywood ending. And Jared and Rami weren't the only actors that impressed Denzel on set. One of his co-stars had him forgetting his lines, his 29-year-old daughter, Olivia. My daughter bossed me around. That was a trip. That was a trip. I was forgetting my lines because I was more than nervous about her. A wonderful young actor who's uh, coming after her brother. Her brother's pretty good, but she's really good, too. Dispatch. 727L30 at Studio Self Storage doing a business check. Copy. Ooh, Angela, ain't nothing good past that door. An all new season of 911 is back tonight, and so is its spinoff, 911 Lone Star. We talked to stars of both of the series, starting with Sergeant Grant, Angela Bassett. You're going to need more boots on the ground, people to knock on doors. You guys shot this season um, during the pandemic, right? How challenging has it been? Once they say, you know, we're ready for you on set, you know, I run, you know, I just bolt right out the door and like, you know, head to the set, I'm ready to work. And then you have to make an about face, go back in, get those visors, get that mask. So it's this additional layer, you know, that you're always thinking about safety. How are you guys incorporating kind of that into the season? Are, are people going to be masked up? Yeah, most definitely. Firemen, the policemen, we have the, the sanitizer. You know, you're incorporating that in the scene. You know? Rob Lowe and the cast of Fox's 911 Lone Star are also working pandemic storylines into their show, with Suits star Gina Torres joining the cast on tonight's season premiere. Captain, welcome to the 126. Well, talk to me a little bit about this cast because they're incredible. Yeah. Specifically, you and Rob. He's lovely. He's just lovely. He doesn't disappoint. He's got a wicked sense of humor. He was incredibly welcoming, as was the entire cast, I have to say. Gina makes her debut as a result of Liv Tyler's abrupt departure. Liv had been commuting from her home in London to the LA set, but dropped out of the series when travel restrictions went into effect due to COVID. Is there a world in which maybe she comes back one day? I believe there's a world. <laughs> there's, always, there's always a world. Listen, she's not dead. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that even in soap opera land, you know, even if you're dead, it doesn't matter. Can we go back to that Angela Bassett for a second? Wow, that woman never ages. Man, she looks good. Well, settle in, everybody, because there is a lot more TV news to talk about. Let's get it. All American is back, and let me tell you, this show is so good. It's Friday Night Lights mixed with the OC, but with powerful messages. It was very smart, the way they kind of integrated what's going on right now. Only we're behind the scenes with the cast. And lots of love for Bob Hart's Abishola, our exclusive with the stars before their massive primetime takeover. It was a great treat. I love that stuff. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. I'm having a hard time saying this name. Billy Gardell. I hope I got that right. Billy? Big evening for the stars of Bob Hart's Abishola. They're ready to make a deal in primetime, followed by a pivotal episode of their own show. We talked to the cast all about their big night. 
it's always fun to do crossover stuff like that. It's such an old school television thing, and I, I love that stuff. After Billy and Falake help this lucky couple, they turn their attention to their own TV relationship. Turns out their engagement could get derailed. Abishola's still married, and her ex is coming into town. It's been eight years. Why is he coming to Detroit now? It's a business trip. What types of uh, complications does that throw into the relationship? Complications being the key word, and you're going to see that unfold in the next two episodes. This show is really timely as far as Black Lives Matter. It's a show that shows that love reaches across any divide, and it doesn't matter what size, shape, or form that comes in. And of course, the most important thing, love, which is why it's embedded in the title. <laughs> In real life, Billy will be married 20 years this September. Yeah. What is the secret to longevity for you? How do you make it work so well? Um, I, I do whatever she asks me. And it takes time to, to, to get rid of your ego to do that and realize that uh, when you are of service, you receive service. But when you demand something, you get nothing. You get to the point where you realize they're a little bit smarter than us, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> And if I'm doing, if I'm usually doing what my wife asks, I'm not in any trouble. By the way, um, you can check out Folike in Watch Magazine. It hits newsstands on the 26th digital version, also available on that day. And here's another show with a lot of heart, All-American. I do think this is going to be our best season. Only we're behind the scenes before tonight's premiere, how Tay Diggs is coaching his co-star on and off the field. I like throw Tay Diggs in there. He's still got it. Then, want to learn more about Martin Luther King Jr. on his day? Why Selma is a must-see. Our time with Oprah and the cast. You're on that bridge. It's it's no longer a film. I saw it in a way that I hadn't seen it before. So what's up, Coach? You willing to take a risk and bet on me? Yeah, it's sweet scenes like that that have folks obsessed with All-American. Season 3 premieres on The CW tonight, and only we can take you behind the scenes of this binge-worthy football drama. Let's get it. I think, do think this is going to be our best season. You turn your back on me. I love football. Tay Diggs is the high school football coach trying to teach his squad work ethics and teamwork in the series which doesn't shy away from tough topics like racial inequality. We are choosing to focus on Black Lives Matter. We're not shoving these issues down your throat as a viewer. We're showcasing these issues in a way that anybody can understand. Beverly is my past. Crenshaw is my future. The CW show, based on a true story, filmed season three in L.A. last fall. Of course, being on set looked very different. Time for a haircut, D-Money. Let's get it, bro! We have, you know, KN95 masks, and then any time that we're uh, on set at all, we, we are wearing these face shields. In football, out of football, we've definitely minimalized it a lot. For the football games specifically, though, most of the crowd will be added in post-production. What it doesn't get in the way of our hijinks or our joking or our dancing. We're doing it with masks. <laughs> we signed up to play football. You signed up to do what I say. I'm Daniel Ezra's stunt double. And I'm not saying I'm not grateful, but it's tiring. Keeping up with all those young bucks making all those catches. Because Daniel Ezra is... I don't want to say it, he's a diva. 
<laughs> Tay's hilarious on the football field, but um, no, he's very, very far from being my stunt double. I don't, he, he'd get hurt. <laughs> well, that couldn't happen because then we wouldn't have Tay's Instagram dancing videos. You love those videos. What would I do without those? Mm. <laughs> now, as we know today and every day, we celebrate the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And we cannot do that without bringing up a landmark moment in American history, the Selma March. It was a pivotal moment in mm -hmm. the civil rights movement and we are still waiting for the Edmund Pettus Bridge to be renamed it will John be. Lewis Bridge. It will be. Yeah, but that moment was recreated oh so well for the big screen back in 2014 by visionary director Ava DuVernay. I got a new one in my view. This film is about a march, a, a, a campaign that was enacted through marching. We will not wait any longer. Give us the vote. They walked knowing they may not get back home. They walked and on Bloody Sunday they were beaten all the way back to their churches. One day. In 1965, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. led a peaceful march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama to ensure equal voting rights. During one march, protesters were beaten by state troopers. When you as an actor are, I'm so sorry, are coming there as, as um, someone who didn't experience it, they experienced it, you're on that bridge, it's, it's no longer a film. I saw it in a way that I hadn't seen it before. We the people of the United States. Oprah plays Annie Lee Cooper, um, uh, a regular woman. She worked at a nursing home and she just kind of got fed up with um, the injustice that was happening. And at one point there's an interaction between her and the local sheriff um, that became uh, like an assault. Oprah was also a producer and when Selma was nominated for the Best Picture Oscar, she made history as the first African-American woman to earn a nomination in that category. Still, the actors were shut out in their respective categories, as well as director Ava DuVernay. And those snubs contributed to Oscar So White becoming a trending topic. The film ended up taking home an Academy Award for Best Original Song, Glory, by Common and John Legend. It's about the movement, it's about the people. It's about knowing what happened before and using that as inspiration. In 2015, Oprah helped organize a march on Martin Luther King Jr. Day to mark the 50th anniversary of the protest. I marched alongside, proud to be part of the historic moment. You want to recognize that you're actually walking in the footsteps of people who come before you? They say stay down and we stand up. We want to see real change for Selma, for this nation. It's amazing that a film has this power. Just aside, being there on that day, on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which we know will be named the John Lewis yes. Bridge, with former President Obama, Michelle Obama, Oprah, all of those people, Kevin, that is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life. No, I remember. You called me crying. <laughs> I remember. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Kevin Frazier. The ET Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com.
It's ingrained in me. Of course I know what the themes are. Entertainment tonight. That's what people want. It's hard to think of entertainment tonight without. Oh, I know it! I mean, come on. Since I was a little kid. This is entertainment tonight. This is the Bible of show business. We're out of time for tonight's E.T. Yeah, but we're going to leave you with a look at what you do not want to miss for tomorrow's show. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Tomorrow on E.T. Dolly Parton turns 75, our birthday celebration fit for this country music queen. I'm kind of a cartoon. My look could be the same when I'm 75 or 80. Plus, we're with Tom Cruise's Top Gun gal, Jennifer Connelly. What I have seen has been so extraordinary. I think the aerial sequences are going to blow people's minds. Plus, our Dennis Quaid exclusive, his Reagan transformation, only we're on set. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Tomorrow on E.T. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.